wanted to let you know what's happening in here. Uh, I'd love to introduce you to our speakers today uh, for our artist talk back. This is the band I Am They. So let's go ahead and welcome them. Hey. Awesome. You guys can go so ahead and introduce nice. yourself, and then I'll, I'll ask you, you some questions yeah. to get started, and then we'll open it up. Yeah, we shall introduce. How many? All right, let's be honest. Who's here for the free AC? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Good people. Uh, this here is. Go Hi, ahead, I'm Sarah. I play drums, and I road manage for the band. Yes, and everything else that we forget to do or we don't do, Sarah does. She's amazing. Thank you. Uh, my name is Matt, and I sing and play guitars and write songs. Hey, my name is John. I sing and play guitar and write songs as well. And my name is Justin. I play keys and I write dance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Sorry. <laughs> you play keys with your right hand? Is that what you said? I, I said and I write dance with my right hand. Oh. My name's Abby, and I sing and clap. <laughs> Anything right. else you want to say? Hey, there they are. <laughs> All right. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you know how your band got started and just kind of um, how you got into the music scene? Take it away, Justin. Yeah. So I just want to say I usually don't have a microphone, so this is... <laughs> Terrifying. That's why we're going to point all questions at <laughs> Justin. He's going to do great. Anyways, what was the question again? How'd you get started oh, yeah. <laughs> in the music business? Um, we started actually just as a worship team in Carson City, Nevada. It was uh, just like a one night of worship thing. And um, we're from a really small town. So we kind of pulled worship leaders from different churches. So the original band was um, six members with five churches represented. So it was kind of a way for the community to come together to worship together because there was kind of a lot of division within our community with getting the church together. So that was basically, yeah, how the band got started. Right, Matt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I do that right? Okay. Justin was there. I was. Yeah, we started started as a, you know, as a small town. I mean, probably a lot of you guys, it was actually a Halloween night of 2008. It was very dark. Very dark. It was nighttime. <laughs> the church opened its doors. Now, the church oftentimes, like, opens its doors on Halloween, and it's kind of like that alternative, alternative or whatever kind of thing, fall festivals, yeah. And so that was, they were opening this new building, our church was, and so we were like, why don't we do a worship night? And so it turned in, it was literally just supposed to be for that one night, and um, God had other plans for it. Um, we just put together this worship team. We got like a pile of our favorite songs. It was like 30 songs or something crazy. Um, all of our favorite songs. And we, uh, we learned them. We poured our hearts into those songs and getting everything dialed and really wanted to bring something to our, our small town that was fresh and different and um, something they could connect with in worship, especially like the younger people our age and stuff. And so we did that and there was just this great response from the community and we we're like do you guys want to just keep doing this and everybody was really into it so we just we just kept doing it and uh we just watched that thing grow people coming from further and further away and a promoter showed up to that um and he asked us if we wanted to open for matthew west who was coming through town and we're like what no way who's that yeah who's matthew west 
request. And, uh, I mean, Matthew was really supportive, and we just had a lot of uh, really cool open doors like that and, and uh, opportunities just fall into our path. And um, I think the heartbeat behind the whole thing was just to keep serving the church and really serving in general. It was like, what does our community need? What does the church need, and how can we, how can we serve in that way? And so, um, even our band kind of formed in a kind of a strange way. We ran out of drummers. Sarah, at the t- like when we started the ministry, was doing like stage design and powerpoints and like whatever we were using for lyrics. And like, we ran out of ran out of drummers. I tried to drum for a little bit, and then it was like I couldn't. So. Sarah's like, I, I played drums a while back. I play, I have a cajon at home. I could probably learn. And so she learned how to play drums. And like Justin had kind of grown up playing drums and guitar. Now he plays keys in the band. And like we just kind of all shifted to just make it happen and serve the church and serve the mission, which was bringing worship to, you know, a place that, I mean, Nevada is like kind of an unchurched region and kind of a darker place and so we're like what how can we shine here and uh so it was just cool to see what god did with that all right um can you tell us a little bit uh it's a lot to be out on the road i'm sure traveling it's a lot to be um just kind of there's a lot of pressure that comes in ministry as we all know um so what are some things that you guys do to keep your walk with jesus fresh uh, what are some things you do to make sure that uh, you're able to stay humble and, and just keep serving even when, you know, y- your name gets bigger and bigger. I think it's really important that when we do have the time at home that we're in our church communities, that we're attending, because we all attend churches when we're back at home. And when we're out on the road and we're kind of pouring out every night, it's really important for us to just go to church and get poured into. And um, so, yeah, that's... I think for me, it has a lot to do with just, like, when I leave for the road and we go out to work, that I don't check out of my, my community, and I take them with me, whether it's by text or, or phone or whatever. I just keep them, my head open with them and knowing where I'm at and updating, um, whether it's here's what I'm reading and, or here's what I'm struggling with and whatever that is. Um, helps so much to have that community come with me, and thank goodness for technology that we can stay connected in that regard yeah i think it's really easy like as as doing what we do to to just get complacent or get um you know in a routine of 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 things to where you just or or to get downright like maybe tired you know and i think i start to feel that more um when if you're not connected to the source, like as soon as I stop like my own personal time, like in making time for that um, and just direct prayer or devotion, like we oftentimes we'll go home and when we're not singing songs on the road, um, we're writing songs back home or producing stuff or doing this or that. There's always stuff to do and you just find yourself drying up real fast if you don't have, if you aren't being intentional about being, staying connected to the source. (laughs) And like, I mean, I guess that's when you're out saying, keep it fresh. I mean, when I think of fresh, that's, that's how fresh happens. It's keeping the water flowing. 
Um, so. It's my first time emceeing one of these, so just <laughs> bear with me. As this is your first time? Carrie. Yeah, Woo. I mean, I, Oh, yeah. awesome. You're doing oh, yeah, great. Nice. Come on, give it up. Okay, it's cool. Our first so, um, also, uh, look, we'd love to hear a little bit about um, how you came to know Jesus. So, uh, what was that like? Uh, when did you get to know him? And yeah. Billy Graham Crusade, six years old. I'm still getting to know him. <laughs> great. Um, I grew up in a family that didn't go to church at all, pretty liberal. Um, and I remember hearing the name Jesus Christ as a name for the first time when I was 13. Up until that point, I just thought it was something you say when you're mad, because uh, that's just kind of what it was used for. And so when I was introduced to who he is, that was just like a total phenomenon for me. But yeah, I, I went to private school pretty much my whole life. And um, so it was kind of, it came with the package. It was like built in, there was, Jesus was there. Um, that was a joke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I still remember to this day, I think I, it was probably I was like three years old. Um, I was in this first room at our this little bitty private school, and the teacher just said, you know, do you want to know God? Do you want to know Jesus? And I remember maybe I was just a kid or I don't know, but I just remember this an amazing feeling coming over me as I said these words, you know, the prayer. And, um, you know, it's a daily walk even now. I mean, even being our age and um it's it's always a daily journey um with god so yeah that's that's how i came to know um for me i grew up my mom like i grew up in the church part of the worship team and stuff i gave my life to christ at summer camp when i was in middle school and then in high school i fell away and i was long story short by the end of high school i was really addicted to drugs and stuff and i ended up in jail and it was actually in jail where I actually rededicated my life to Christ. And that was like the big, the big one, I guess. Um, I was raised in church. My mom was children's choir director, um, so was always singing. But my come to Jesus moment was at a Carmen concert Woo! when I was nine years old. Carmen, the one and only. Um, and it feels kind of funny to say that now, but it's something that I always think of that, you know, when we're leading worship, there might be that little nine-year-old girl out there who has been raised in it, but never really made it her own until God used music to speak to her. So it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what are some new things that are happening uh, with I Am They that you'd want people to know about? John. Yeah, uh, so we're working on some new music. Um, we actually have a new single out called Crown Him. I don't know what this guy's doing over here. <laughs> she is feeding me. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, has anybody heard the new single? Anybody? Okay, we got a, there you go. Awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so the new song's called Crown Him, and um, if you are familiar with the band, um, this is kind of a new sound, a new twist. Um, it's kind of more on the worship vein. Um, the song for us, just it's it's powerful in all of our lives, especially just in the season that we're in, um, on an individual level, but also um, with the band. And so the new stuff is kind of be along, gonna hopefully be along that vein, but um, also some some more upbeat stuff. But how many people are in ministry? 
Directly in ministry. Cool. How many people aren't in ministry? That was a trick question. Nobody raised their hands. <laughs> so if you haven't had a chance to listen to the song, I'm going to talk about it here in, in a little bit. Um, but essentially, a lot of times as believers and unbelievers, as, as the uh, just uh, people in ministry and not in ministry, so oftentimes we get so focused on our agenda and we, we totally lose sight of that the purpose that God has for us, especially in ministry because we get so focused on some kind of like the ego or it's my thing and I want to save these people and all this and that. And uh, when I was younger, I was at a worship um, singer at a uh, very large church in Houston and it, you get kind of, you know, lost in the midst of all these people at this church because there's so many people there. But I was backstage with a, a well-known artist and I kept telling him, like, man, I'm a worship leader. I'm a worship leader. I know that God's just got all this stuff for me, and I'm going to do this and do that. And he's, he looked at me dead in the face, and he says, that's the wrong approach. He said, you're a worshiper first. And that's, that's how you need to go at it. Be a worshiper first. So the whole time I had it you know, in my mind, this was like seven years ago, but the whole time in my mind I was so focused on me and doing it myself and I, I, I lost sight of the whole purpose. And, of course, along the way, uh, like I said earlier, just being on the journey of it, you, you, we do lose sight of that um, a lot of times. But that's what the song's about. Um, the first line is, it's not my life to live. It's not my song to sing. As worship leaders ourselves, we got to focus on that. It's not about us, you know. It's not about what we want. It's about what God wants for our lives. So that's what... The song means to us and hopefully for the church and you guys as well tonight. But, yeah, we got some, we got some new stuff on the horizon we're pretty excited about. We don't have a timeline yet, but. Hopefully in the next couple of months, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like the, I mean, there's a diff, there is kind of a different thing. We've always been like the acoustic band one, but and we've had three-part harmony, and that's kind of a unique thing. But we've had like folk, pop, and worship has kind of been like how I've, described our music and and now it just kind of feels like there's an emphasis on worship which we're just really excited about because I really feel like God has again called us the calling is like is to the church and obviously the church is to reach the lost but for the church it's just exciting to bring to kind of put an emphasis on on worship and let the rest kind of fall into place after that so Let's look together. <laughs> right, I know. Like, oh. right, I'm going to ask one more question, and then we're going to open it up. So start thinking of okay. your questions, all right? So what has been your favorite moment on stage as you're worshiping, as you're leading worship um, to, to the people? What has been your favorite moment so far? We got to go to Europe twice last year, and um, I think our first trip over was so surreal for me. Um, just a kind of hearing the story of where we, our origins and how it was several churches coming together for this one night of worship. And, and even our band name coming from John 17 talks about uh, Jesus praying for his disciples and referring to them as they throughout the chapter. And one of the things he says is that they would be one just as my father and I are one. And, and that unity for us is so huge. And what I love is going anywhere, whether it's here or, you know, back home or even all the way in Europe, the same thing happens every night where all of these churches come together and collide in unity to worship. And for me, it was just so cool 
to see, like, obviously God is everywhere, but it was just neat for me to go, wow, even here, he's here. And, like, even in this different culture and there's language barriers and all of these different, you know, things that we're not used to, and yet it's the same thing here because it's the same God here. And so that for me was amazing. For me, it was, uh, we were on tour with Matt Marr about a year and a half ago, and we got to, like, a few of the guys in the band got to go to a prison and it was really scary. I remember waking up and like seeing that I had to go to this and I did not want to go to it because I had like my skinny jeans on and I was just like, <laughs> these guys are not gonna want to listen to anything that I have to say. Um, but it ended up like we had like these little amplifiers and just like not very good equipment. And anyways, we get into this gymnasium and like the sound was awful and the whole time beforehand, I was like, man, these guys are just gonna hate this so much. But seeing these um, people who are in prison just worshiping with us was just one of the most surreal moments and special moments that I've ever had on, on the road. Um, man, I would say we do some pretty cool youth camps. Um, we did this one uh, last week in Sandia, Texas. I'm from Texas, by the way. That's why I said it like that. Um <laughs> Uh, but we were we were on stage and there was probably I don't know maybe a couple hundred kids there, and it was pretty amazing to see these young people um, worship like they did like there was nobody next to them. So that's pretty awesome when you're, you know, hanging out with these young people and that's like the next generation of, of Christians and they're they're that impacted by the music and the word and all that kind of stuff and so receptive so for me that's that's so far that's definitely been my my favorite oh we all have to go <laughs> one of my favorite moments was um i think it was that we were playing a concert or a, we did a tour with 10th avenue north and one of the places we stopped was colorado springs and um, first of all, it's just beautiful out there. Like, I feel closer to God. I feel like I can just see his handprint on the earth when you're near the mountains and stuff. But um, I didn't realize it till we got there. But we actually were playing worship at the church that my best friend is a worship leader at. And I hadn't gotten to see her in forever. And we've never really seen each other sing or perform. So it was amazing to be up there leading worship. And to see her, who's like my sister, my heart in the front row, just like tears streaming down her face and her arms open and just thinking, oh, my gosh. It was just like the culmination of God um, recognizing the, the beauty of friendship and the power of music even to bring people together. Is that corny? Matt, did you go? I think that's an awesome question, but it's also kind of like the question of like, what's your favorite Bible verse? It's like. Well, there's so many good Bible verses, and I don't know if there if you can ever just dial it into one. Uh, also, Matt if has anybody, awful memory. If anybody, yeah, that's true. If anybody's going to ask the favorite Bible verse question, no offense, that's a great question. We can still answer it. Um, uh, there's just so many. It's so awesome to see what God does uh, in these nights in people's hearts through His Spirit and through the truth. Um, of the things we're singing about. It's just awesome to be a part of uh, singing something that has, like, there's eternal value. I sat in a cubicle for so many years 
uh, and again, nothing against cubicles. But I, I, I was like, God, is this what you, you have for me? Is there like, I just want to know. And actually his voice to me at that time was, Matt, be faithful there. And uh, until everybody hears about me here, I'm not done with you here. And that happened. Um, but anyway, as he brought me out of that, now, now it's, we just get to see lives changed and impacted. I mean, young people coming up and giving their lives to Jesus. That never gets old. That's amazing. And then there's people that come up and tell us, you know, their dad just passed away last week. And, like, they've been singing these songs that they found our album, and, and, and that's become the soundtrack to get them through this tragedy in their life. Or um, There's just so many. It's crazy to look. And I encourage you to do it. I mean, every night, um, just challenging myself to look at individuals, not just a, a landscape of people, but like to look at these groups of, of, of us that come together and knowing that each one has a unique, separate, desperate situation or struggle that they're facing and going through. And it's just as real to each person, whatever it may be. Um, and to know that God has the ability and authority and power and love enough to reach each one of us and overwhelm the fears and the struggles in our lives um, with who he is. It's just really cool. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of cool moments. All right, what kind of questions do you guys have for them? Three minutes? Don't everybody go Sarah's. all at once. Amy Grant. <laughs> I totally grew up with like Carmen and DC Talk and uh, and Dub. Yeah, but I I love Nickel Creek was uh, if you know Nickel Creek they're like three part vocals and acoustic thing that obviously played into we were really into them and I uh, love their stuff. Um, I love John Foreman and Switchfoot uh, lyrically. I think he's just an amazing deep soul, deep well there. And uh, it's all over the board for me, though. I could just go on and on. Uh, right now, I love, I mean, I've always loved worship, but Hillsong United and Bethel Music, those, I can listen to those all day. Um, as far as other, I mean, I have a pretty large variety of music that I listen to, but those are my faves. I'll keep going, guys. Matt Redman, my favorite. Crowder, he's playing tonight. Love that guy. We got to do a tour with him, and it was like we were in these Q&As with him, and I'm like just staring at him the whole time. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> he's real. Yeah. Yeah. He's got these long, weird hands. Yeah, a little bit of all of those. Um, I think writing is just, I think God's 
given you an, uh, a, a way to process, but I think it's just keeping our senses open because I feel like he could be speaking at, at any moment through so many different avenues and different things. And so it's really keeping your senses open and then something will drop into your head, some kind of revelation or you're reading scripture and you're like, whoa, like I got to write that down or sing that melody or, I mean, it comes from all kinds of different places, but we, we, uh, Definitely the personal thing, I think, speaks the loudest um, when it's something that you're that you're walking through. There's a song called Make Away on the first album that the chorus of that song says, wherever you lead me, I know you won't leave me. You will make a way. And it was just this clinging to God's faithfulness because I had just, like I said, come out of this government job where I was getting paycheck and benefits and all this fancy stuff. And God was like, let all that go. And follow this calling and walk walk out onto the water, if you will. And I was like, we, my wife and I had just had our first child and it was like the wrong timing to let go of provision and to be the dad to say, come on family, jump out of the boat with me. You know, it was like, I was terrified of that. And even my, my personal story with my parents and it's a long story, but God calls us into places we don't want to go, but he's faithful along the way if we choose to follow his voice. And so that song was written out of that, that place. And, uh, you know, and obviously our goal, though, in writing is that it wouldn't just be so, so, you know, that it would reach the church, that it's something we could bring to the church again and that could connect to somebody else's story they're walking through and become their, their anthem or the cry of their hearts. At least 10 push-ups. Uh, no, um, we kind of all have our own type of thing, I think. I mean, Abby warms up quite a bit. We all kind of get geared up as far as, like, the physical side of it. But I think spiritually, too, I think it's, you know, going into every day is different. We all have family. We all have things that happen. So it's sometimes it is hard to stay in that same mindset of, you know, okay, this Let's worship, you know, the whole thing. But cool thing happens when you get on stage, though. You know, it's like it all goes away, and you just, you're there for the for that reason. So, but I'd say, I'd say no, like, particular, like, go-to things. Food is always a must, you know. <laughs> I love getting in prayer. Like, when we have, sometimes at churches and stuff, too, it's cool to bring other church members into our prayer time. Because, man, when you go on Unified, how that speaks to what we're doing, I mean, our goal is to see the Lord unify as church and worship. And so going on with that heart um, and letting that translate into what we are doing as the church, we always say, like, I am they isn't just about us as a band. It's not a band name. But it's something that that is true. It's something the church can, can grab a hold of and be a part of and say, I am they as well. When we all get that sense of unity in worship, and we can all just go to God, 
leveled like that, yeah, worship is our leveler, and uh, we can all just go to God together as one. I mean, amazing things happen out of that. Yeah? Yeah. One more? One more. (laughs) Yes. Thankfully, we forgot those. (laughs) Honestly, I don't remember. Do you guys remember? Solomon's Porch. Yeah, Solomon's Porch was actually the name of the that that worship ministry that we started um, before I am they came about. Before we figured out we were a band, one day we're like, oh, I guess we're a band, and we better get a name. But Solomon's Porch is what we had uh, called the ministry until we found out it was taken like a million times on. We Googled it. and uh, We actually have a building on our campus named Solomon's Porch. See? So. See? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Point proven. Well, you too like may a, need a oh, band name. Sorry. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll have to. Um, so you're talking right now to youth pastors and youth leaders. So as we kind of wrap up, what is something that you would want to impart on the people who are raising up the next generation of believers? What's one important thing that you guys would want them to know um, as they go out and minister? Maybe a word of encouragement or just anything that you'd want them to know about teenagers uh, as you're and well, before I left Nevada to go to Tennessee, I was a youth sponsor at my youth group um, for like five years. And I think one of the most important things that I learned along the way is because a lot of the times I feel like I'm just talking at kids and it's just like they're not absorbing anything. Um, and you don't really see the fruit of the seeds that you're planting and stuff like that until way later down the line. And I knew that for me because I was that kid in middle school and then I had gone through some things and it was all of the youth, my youth pastor, youth sponsors and stuff in the past that like, like I didn't know where to go when I hit my rock bottom and that was my reminder of like, if that's my safe place that I can go to. And a lot of the people that spoke into my life back then probably have no idea what I'm doing now, but it was the things that they did when I'm sure that they thought it was meaningless that made me who I am today. So. Yeah, just keep going, even though it might not feel like you're making much of a difference. You are. Amen to that. Consistency, faithfulness. Yeah. Grace. <laughs> Patience. Mercy. <laughs> Grace. Love. <laughs> Love. Kindness. Gentleness. Gentleness. Self-control. You get the yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you guys. It's yeah. amazing what you're doing. Come on, give yourselves a hand. Thank you, guys. That's amazing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and say thank you to IMA. Thank you.